Sound Opinions is supported by Basecamp, introducing the new Basecamp 3. Basecamp is everything any team needs to stay on the same page about whatever they're working on. Tasks, spur-of-the-moment conversations with coworkers, statuses, updates, reports, documents, and files all share one home. And now your first Basecamp is completely free forever. Try it out at Basecamp.com slash Sound Opinions. Sound Opinions is supported by Veridesk. You've probably heard the hype surrounding standing desks. But did you know that standing at your current desk is easier than you think? Veridesk is a height-adjustable standing desk that sits on top of your existing desk and allows you to stand up or sit down as much as you'd like. Veridesk arrives fully assembled with no installation or tools required and can move with you if you change office or workspace. Models start at 175. Learn more at veridesk.com. That's V-A-R-I-Desk.com. Veridesk. Work elevated. Hey, this is Greta Johnson, co-host of Nerdette Podcast. You are hearing me right now because, well, you kind of love podcasts. Look at you. You're listening to one right now while you're at home or on the L or on the treadmill or I don't know exactly what you're doing. I'm not stalking you or anything. Or am I? That shirt looks great on you, by the way. So, guess what? In 2016, WBEZ is putting on a whole slew of live podcast events across Chicago in something we are calling our Podcast Passport Series. What the heck is a podcast passport, you ask? Well, with the passport, you will travel to destinations throughout Chicago for live shows hosted by Nerdette and other WBEZ podcasts. Film spotting. Sound opinions. Curious City. Homemade stories. When you buy a passport, you will enjoy discounted shows and get early access to every show. You know, so you can get the best seats and actually look at us for once. That plus you'll get to go to a private podcast party in May. Hurry up. Don't wait. This kind of stuff goes super quickly and we want you there. Tickets and information for WBEZ's podcast passport series at wbez.org slash live podcasts. That's wbez.org slash live podcasts. I've noticed a number of peculiar incidents among the members of the student body, all having to do with rock and roll music. If you don't think this song is the greatest song ever, I will fight you. The end of the year is fast approaching, so it's time to share with you what we think is the musical cream of the crop. Greg and I count down the best albums of 2015, and we hear nominations from our equally opinionated listeners. That's all coming up on Sound Opinions. Sound Opinions is supported by Goose Island Beer Company, which believes great beer can be as exciting as great music. Since 1988, Goose Island has been committed to that belief by brewing diverse beer styles like Bourbon County Brand Stout, Sophie Farmhouse Sale, and Goose IPA. More at gooseisland.com. We don't need to be the only beer you drink. We just want to be the best beer you drink. You're listening to Sound Opinions, and time now to count down the best albums of 2015. It is that time of year again, Jim, our top albums of the year. We live for this show, <laughs> We sure do. And I think uh, all year long we're sort of noodling a list in our mind, you know, what's going to be my favorite album of the well, year. Well, you have to. So many uh, listeners and readers come up to us all the time. What are you listening to, right? And unless you've got that list on your hard drive, your your, your mental hard drive, you, you're like, uh, I don't know, because I listened to 30 records today. 
And the candidates for these top 10 spots are a multitude. I feel guilty every year because there are thousands and thousands and thousands of albums that come out every year. There's no way I can listen to it. I can't make the claim this is the best album you're going to hear this year now, because yeah, there's a lot of stuff out there we, we have not been able to hear, right? I, I used to talk about this with my friend and colleague, Roger Ebert, and he figured he saw about 70% of the movies, the major movies that came out in a given year. Mm-hmm. If we're listening to 10% of all the albums, that would be amazing because yeah. there's just so much music. There's so much more music than there ever was, really. We're, we're at a historic time in which more music is being made by more people around the world than ever in history. It's impossible to keep up with that. So these are my favorite records, the ones that made the most impact on me. I'm going to start, Jim, with uh, my top 10 list, and I'm going to go... My, my number 10 album of the year was The Chills, the great New Zealand band with Silver Bullets, their comeback record. Number 9, I had uh, the artist Torres, a guest on Sound Opinions with Sprinter, Grimes at number 8. And now getting to my number 7 album of the year, Donnie Trumpet and the Social Experiment. Who's Donnie Trumpet? Well, basically, he's a trumpet player named Nico Siegel. He is the uh, childhood friend and compadre of the Chicago MC Chance the Rapper. A lot of people were anticipating that this record was going to be the new Chance the Rapper album. Instead, Chance poured his energies, his lyrics, his co-production skills into this record by his trumpet player. And uh, Donnie Trumpet really rises to the occasion. It is co-billed Donnie Trumpet and the Social Experiment. That is basically uh, Chance the Rapper's band. The other members of that band include Nate Fox, Peter Cottontail, Greg Landfair. They have been on the road for the last couple of years, been recording continuously. But it's not just this core group on this record. I mean, there are literally a hundred credits, musical credits on this record. It's it's a coming together of the Chicago hip-hop community. And not just the hip-hop community, but R&B and rock. They've got the alumni of that uh, great Chicago band, Kids These Days, on this record. And then they've got some superstars. I mean, Erica Badu and Janelle Monae wanted to contribute to this record. This is an album where you've got Latin rhythms coexisting with gospel. You've got Beach Boys harmonies rubbing up against disco. You've got this kind of theatricality about it. You know, uh, Chance has talked about The Lion King being one of his great inspirations Mm. as a kid. And you hear some of that production in some of these songs as well. But then there's psychedelia, there's hip-hop, there's soul, there's funk, there's rap. It slides all over the musical universe. I can't think of a more eloquent statement about the community of the world. You know, you talk about Chicago. Let's talk about the musical world and how we can speak as one voice. Here's an example of what this record is about. It's a track called Slip Slide from Donnie Trumpet and the Social Experiment, the surf album on Sound Opinions. Hey, yo, Mr. Chance, the rapper, I greatly appreciate the way you rolled out the red carpet, allowing me to articulate myself as how I stand on my own too, beloved. Yeah! I don't wanna sit, 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 sit. I'ma stand up on my own too. Stand up on my own too. Yeah, I'm a man in the stand and the plan and I'm on To be grinning everything, make you a fan in a song How I stand, got a wonder in my plan and I'm gone The one that only God and King's coming from A hundred grand on the child, always ran from the wrong Standing on his own, too, but wanna stand with the strong Please get to turning on the fan, cause it's warm While I build just a little about the man I was born to be This whole planet belongs to me yeah. We all feel the same, so it belongs to it yeah. We talking all night, but this is my birthright Please, can you get to bringing the crown to me? Yeah, I know you all for it You'll only be deemed worthy if you stand tall for it But you and your man were sitting, yeah I know you all saw it. This great shit we got going on here. Don't slip, 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 slip. I'm stand up on my own too. Stand up on my own too. I don't wanna slip, 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 slip. I'm stand up on my own too. Stand up on my own too. I don't wanna slip. Yeah, 
I was born on my own two feet, watching Bruce Lee. Before I grew teeth, I had a pen and some loose leaf. Possum pants when the roof leaked. Before I ever smoked mid, before I ever blew tree. Used to drive a hoopty that broke down on me usually. Knots was looking nappy, pockets was looking pretty. Never planned on college, I dropped out as a student. My GPA started with a decimal like Dewey. That's lower than low, that's lower than most. But if you thought I wouldn't make you slower than slow. That is Donnie Trumpet and the Social Experiment from the Surf album, a track called Slip Slide. Jim, uh, what are you going to kick us off with? Well, Greg, at number 10 on my list is an an artist you just mentioned, Grimes. At number 9, the first record I'm going to highlight, you just mentioned her as well, Torres with Sprinter. That is her third album. We had her on the show in July, uh, episode 501. What an incredible, riveting, intimate performance. This young woman who was uh, born and raised, Mackenzie Scott, in Macon, Georgia, you know, was at odds with her upbringing a very judgmental vision of God that dominated the way she was raised. She is protesting that with deep themes that run throughout this album. It is fascinating. Lyrically, you don't have to agree or disagree with her vision of spirituality and her complaints about certain kinds of religious upbringing. There's a universality to what she's saying in her lyrics, and the music is incredible. She's a very inventive guitarist. The atmosphere on this album is rather spare, but it's extremely dramatic, these soundscapes. She worked with Adrian Utley of Portishead and most notable Rob Ellis of PJ Harvey, which I think is testament to what an artist this young woman is, that these people are are dying to work with her, but she's firmly in control. This vision is her own. I'm going to play a song called A Proper Polish Welcome. I'm going to dedicate this to your mom, Greg. (laughs) Polish, Jadwiga, Greg's mom. And I got a little Polish in me, too. So uh, A Proper Polish Welcome by Torres from Sprinter on Sound Opinions, my number nine album of 2015. If you ask me, she was never there. Beata, how is it? I carry you everywhere. Proper Polish welcome by the incredible artist who goes by Torres on Sound Opinions. Greg, you got your pick next. Thanks for playing that, Jim. I I enjoyed that Torres record quite a bit myself. A great young artist, Mackenzie Scott. Number six on my list was a uh, Titus Andronicus record, The Most Lamentable Tragedy, a triple CD. And at number five on my list, Vince Staples' Summertime 06, a double CD. So in a time when people are saying, hey, this uh, format, this album format, hey, you know, people don't really want to listen to these albums anymore. We've got these great young artists making not only album-length releases, but double and triple albums. Summertime 06 by Vince Staples is a record that can hold its own in terms of talking about a time and a place, you know, that Southern California mean streets vibe that has been pervasive in hip-hop the last couple of years with terrific records by the likes of people like Kendrick Lamar and Dr. Dre. But uh, Staples held his own with Summertime 06 among this very exalted company. He is a young 22-year-old MC who grew up with a family of gang members. I mean, he was inculcated 
in that culture. In interviews with him, uh, he told me about the fact that there was several key points in his life where he got encouragement about his art and his rhyming that really steered him in the correct path. Otherwise, he might have ended up in a life as a gang member as well. So this record delineates what happened to him in this crucial summer when he turned 13 in these very, very tough streets of Long Beach, California. The rhymes, the stories, truly compelling stuff in terms of his emergence into manhood under these adverse conditions. The other thing that I think impresses me about this record beyond Vince's skills as a rhymer is the production by No ID. Great Chicago-based producer originally, uh, worked with Common on his early records, Kanye West, moved on to, to Jay-Z. Now, No ID is known for his soul-centric Dusty's-style samples, a very Chicago-esque hip-hop sound. But on this record, he changes up his style. It's a very eerie industrial undercurrent that he provides. It's almost avant-garde. The track I want to play is called Jump Off the Roof. It is a very real and horrifying story about the drug addiction that he found his father in the grips of from a very early age. His father would have visions, uh, dark visions, to the point where he would uh, contemplate suicide. I'm going to jump off this building and see what happens. And here is that tale as told through the eyes of a 13-year-old. Jump Off the Roof, Vince Staples on Sound Opinions. What's your addiction, baby? Love can make it go crazy, kiss, hook, and then get faded, fall out, and it's all out war. Head twirling, your vision blurring, dope man, and that kid just stirring, so lift and so lift, your burdens. Cause you so forgetful for, girl, you know that you need that raw, girl, you know that you need Vizine, green lace with that cocaine, pop a pill, pop a in them jeans, cop a field, cop a act 16, pop a deuce up and then start leaning, trying to die higher than Pimp C and Big Mo, you know how the shit go, you know how the shit I pray to God cause I need him, I need him, I need him, cocaine with drugs and I'm fiending, I'm fiending, I'm fiending, life way too hard, am I dreaming, I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming, I'm breathing. On three, let's jump off the roof. 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 Baby girl, love me. I love you back. Just don't turn your back on me. No, I'm borderline crazy. Mama crack baby. See, just come when I sleep. So just hold my hand, darling. Don't want to be a part of your problem. Just want to sleep without my love stopping like Vince Staples with uh, the album Summertime 06, a track called Jump Off the Roof. That was number five on my list. Jim, where are you at on your list? Well, we just played my number nine, Greg. So at number eight is uh, Yola Tango, Stuff Like That There. At number seven, Wires, self-titled album. So two old, longtime favorites there. Number six, Les Butcherettes, A Raw Youth. Now I'm going to highlight number five, Titus Andronicus, The Most Lamentable Tragedy. You just mentioned the ambition of this sprawling 93-minute, 28-track album, the fourth from this New Jersey arc punk group, led by one Patrick Stickles. Patrick is an ambitious man. He's a troubled man. He suffered from some mental problems. He's pouring his soul into what he has called a complicated metaphor about manic depression, melding elements of philosophy, psychology, and science fiction through the plight of one troubled protagonist's inner demons. There's a mouthful, right? But the thing is that what I just read is longer than most of the songs on this record. They attack with bursts of melody and energy. Musically, they're all over the map. At times, they're sounding like Bruce Springsteen. At other times, very much echoing, I think, the two great arc punk concept albums of all time, Zen Arcade by Husker Du and David Comes to Life by Effed Up, that Canadian band. We are not talking melancholy and the infinite sadness by the Smashing Pumpkins here. This is punk rock, but it's sprawling, ambitious punk rock that covers Daniel Johnston and the Pogues. I mean, there's a version of Old Lang Sign is on this album, and it makes sense in context. But even if you don't 
follow the complicated story. It's a wonderful record that you can't help but be moved by. This is a song called Fatal Flaw by Titus Andronicus from The Most Lamentable Tragedy on Sound Opinions. Titus Andronicus, Fatal Flaw from The Most Lamentable Tragedy, my number five album of 2015. Coming up on Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and PRX, a few of our listeners share their critical opinions, and we continue our countdown of the best albums of 2015. Sound Opinions is supported by the John S. and James L. Knight Foundation. How do people inspire a city to change, to improve how it feels to live and work there, to fill the streets with the laughter of people pursuing their dreams, together instead of apart? Every week, Carol Coletta of the John S. and James L. Knight Foundation unearths innovative ideas for making cities successful and interviews the people behind them. Join the conversation by downloading the Knight Cities podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or night-cities-podcast.org. Welcome back to Sound Opinions. I'm Greg Cott here with Jim DeRogatis, and we're counting down what we think are the best albums of 2015. So far, we've chosen records by Donnie Trumpet, Torres, Vince Staples, and Titus Andronicus. Before we get to the rest of our picks, it's time to hear from you, the listeners. First up is Chris from Chicago. Chris, welcome to Sound Opinions. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. All right. Best record of 2015. What's it going to be, Chris? It's Beach Slang. The things we do to find people who feel like us. This is their first album. The singer, James, was in this band called Weston that that I actually grew up listening to back in the 90s, and really kind of small pop-punk band. And so when I saw that James had started this new band, uh, initially I got the first two, Seven Inches, Fall in Love, and then I had really high hopes for this album, and I was really shocked that they actually met my expectations. So Beach Slang has your number one album of the year, The Things We Do to Find People Who Feel Like Us. 
What do you love about this album? It's about affirmation and affirmation about the punk and hardcore metal scene and all that kind of good stuff. And my love for them really was solidified on a September night in 2014 when I saw them at the Beat Kitchen. It was following uh, seeing Slayer at, at Riot Fest and going to see Beach Slang right after that was phenomenal. album is all about kind of misfits trying to find themselves in this big huge world and uh and i don't know there's something about being at the margins has always resonated with me and it's called me to the punk rock scene and being 35 now like this album just kind of made me recall all of those reasons why i got into the scene in the first place Well, seeing uh, Beach Slang and Slayer in one night, that sounds like a, a heck of an evening there. <laughs> yeah. What a good time. A dream date evening, yes. Thanks, uh, th- thanks for giving us your album pick, Chris. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Next on the line is Michael from Chicago. Hi, Michael. Hi, Greg and Jim. How are you doing? We're good. great. Thanks for coming on. So listen, we've got uh, our top albums of the year. What's yours? Sufjan Stevens, Carrie and Lol. Okay, Sufjan Stevens. Now, i got to admit, I'm not a fan but we've ceded the floor to you, so make the case. Uh, part of it is I'm middle-aged, and a lot of the people I'm around are dealing with loss and grieving, and I haven't heard, at least in decades, since the Arcade Fire came out, really an album that addresses that. Uh, Sue John Stephen, his albums are always very personal, but this one where it's pretty much a bunch of tracks about his mother who abandoned him as a child and how he'd visit Oregon and see his stepfather and mother um, and his dealing with her loss of cancer in 2012. That's a little bit of Sufjan Stevens. So, Michael, you love this record. It's a different record from the last few uh, Sufjan records. It, did you like that shift in tone? Yeah, he he went electronic, uh, experimental with Age of Oz. This really brought him back to sort of the folky that I got acquainted with back with the Michigan album. Yeah, I know Jim didn't like it, but I I was uh, I actually kind of like this record. I was not a big Sufjan fan of the more orchestrated things he was doing, but this one, for some reason, drew me in. I think because of the personal nature of it. It's, it's the kind of record you do not play for friends and, uh, you know, get the party going, right? It's absolutely kind of the opposite kind of mood. Right. It's a very sad album. On the other hand, in an age where people listen to albums through headphones, it's the type of thing you're going to put on once and listen complete through and then want to hear it again. Frightened by my feelings, I only want to be I think you've made the case eloquently, Michael. Indeed, as as Sufjan did. I liked everything I read about this record much better than the music <laughs> when I listened to it. But I think you really passionately uh, gave us the case for it. So thanks for coming on the show. My pleasure. Jim, our last guest critic is Jason from Boston. Jason, welcome to Sound Opinions. Thanks a lot for having me. So best album of 2015. Jason, what's it for you? Um, it would definitely be Braids Deep in the Iris. Braids is an indie rock, sort of art rock, um, shoegaze band out of Calgary, Canada. And for me, they're just doing things right now that a lot of bands aren't doing. Lyrically, musically, um, their live show is amazing and comparable to their albums. And their lead singer, Raphael Standel-Preston, has just a voice that's unbelievable out of this world and that not enough people are hearing right now. And the album itself 
it's one of the only albums this year that track for track I've been able to listen to beginning to end and not realize that the album ended uh, as quickly as it does. I'm hearing a little Bjork in those vocals, just a touch. A little bit of battle, too. That that battle's rhythm. Pretty cool sound. Is that representative of the record, would you say, Jason? Yeah, definitely representative of the record. And, I mean, the thing that I like about it most, too, is that there's a sublimity to it, but also just a ferocity. Hmm. I think you also got to be careful because you're using too many multi-syllable words, so you might have to become a rock critic. Those uh, were very those <laughs> were very rock critical. The sublimity is matched by the ferocity. <laughs> very impressive. I mean, there's two openings here at Sound Opinions. Anytime you want them, our producers are all for that. If Anybody's got to do this better than we do. <laughs> Thanks a lot for having me. Well, Greg, despite the fact that uh, these listeners might all be better critics than us, it's back to our own countdown here on Sound Opinions, and you are at number four. Yes, thank you, Jim. My number four album of the year is another debut album by a new artist, a 20-year-old Shamir Bailey from Las Vegas. He goes by Shamir, and the album is called Ratchet. He grew up outside the city. You know, people think of the glitz and the glamour of Vegas, but uh, Shamir grew up on the other side of the track, so to speak, and, and grew up as part of that music scene, really trying to find a way to fit in. At one point, he was, he was singing country songs with an acoustic guitar. At another point, he was in an avant-garde punk band. Then he settled in just for kicks, started making these dance tracks in his bedroom, sent the tape off to a New York City label. Next thing you know, they were flying him out there, and he was working on the tracks that would become his debut album. And what a record it is. I think what he's doing here is putting a very punky, minimalist spin on house music. It's almost avant-garde in in spots. This is not straight-up pop music, although it has elements of pop melodicism in there. It's it's very danceable, especially in its first half. But I think the real strength of this record is the emotional resonance. Even on the dance tracks, there's a sense of some anxiety going on, like he's working through some stuff. And you really hear it in the second half of the album, where the power of that voice comes through on the ballads. He's, he's working through some complicated relationships. He's got one with his city, as I mentioned, his lover's He's got a very fluid sense of gender. You know, he's one of those kids that say, you know, hey, are you a boy or a girl? You know, your voice your voice doesn't sound exactly like a boy's voice. So he was going through some of these issues as a kid, and he triumphs with them on this record. He, he raises this profile. Yes, I am different. I am proud of it. And he's speaking for a lot of outsiders in the process. I'm going to play one of the tracks off this record that gets to that juxtaposition of the celebration and the anxiety that courses through this record. It's called In For The Kill from Shamir's debut album, Ratchet, on Sound Opinions.
That is Shamir from the number four album on my list, Ratchet. In for the Kill is the name of the track. We're going to have Shamir on the show, I'm happy to say, in the new year. Jim, what is your next pick? Greg, this next artist at number four for me was on the show this year in September. Alicia Bonanno, leader of the band Bully. I discovered this band via one of my students at Columbia College Chicago said you have to hear this I saw them at South by Southwest 2015 and my fandom grew Alicia knows what she is doing she is an audio engineer a rarity for women in the recording world she uh, interned with Steve Albini at Electrical Audio in Chicago and she is obsessed with that 90s alternative rock sound Alicia is staunchly feminist but her perspectives are fluid. You don't know sometimes whether she's singing about an assault or a love affair or is there a difference. There's question marks there and there's incredible crunching guitar and wonderful melodies. Listen to this song, Trash, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Bully from Feels Like, my number four album of 2015 on Sound Opinions. Trash by Bully from Feels Like on Sound Opinions. Greg, where are you at? My number three album, Jim, is by Proto Martyr, the agent intellect. I've loved everything this band has done, and they keep getting better, improbably. Yep. Like, yep. okay, they, you know, when are they going to tap out? They just keep raising the bar for themselves. They do not play with any frills. A great rhythm section, power and swing. That guitar player, Greg Ahey, he says a lot with texture and sound. He's not about solos or individual notes it's about creating the sound field for the songs to move in and they sort of had to have that hard gray terrain it sounds like this band should be from detroit it should be <laughs> from the upper midwest it has that vibe about it and then again the lyricist and and singer in the group singer may be stretching it a bit i don't think although <laughs> joe, joe casey has grown as a vocalist again doing a lot with a little finding these unexpected areas of empathy and tenderness and courage in everyday life that I heard in bits and pieces on the previous album, but never more so on this one. The album peaks right near the end with two of the most moving songs of the year, Why Does It Shake and Ellen, pulling hope from despair. And he's talking about personal lives there. He's talking about family matters. He's talking about his mom and his dad, his late father, Speaking to his mom from the afterlife in Ellen, a Why Does It Shake is a song that talks about the inevitable breakdown of the body and the mind and the question, why does it shake? You know, why, why am I breaking down? This very poignant question 
that his mother just out of the blue asked one day as she saw the tremors in her hand. A very powerful song, Why Does It Shake, from the third proto-martyr record, The Agent Intellect, number three on my list on Sound Opinions. Why Does It Shake from Proto Martyr's third album, The Agent Intellect, my number three album of the year. To check out our complete best of lists, I have my 40 favorite albums up there, Greg. Go to soundopinions.org. And we want to hear always about your favorite release of the year. We firmly believe everyone's a critic. Everyone, Greg, should do a top 10 list. Call 888-859-1800 or connect to us on Facebook or Twitter. When we return to Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and PRX, we'll reveal our top choices for Album of the Year. Sound Opinions is supported by Dark Matter Coffee, Chicago's best importer and roaster of direct-sourced coffees. Visit darkmattercoffee.com to experience signature blends, barrel-aged selections, and Chocolate City iced coffee. Purchase British Steel, our collaboration with Judas Priest, and receive an exclusive limited-edition single. Dark Matter Coffee. Get freshly roasted. Welcome back to Sound Opinions. You're listening to our best albums of 2015, and we're going to continue with our top two selections. Jim, what's your next pick? Greg, I'm going to skip over number three, because I have a feeling he's coming up next, and go to number two on my list, Low Cut Connie. 
This is a band we had on the show, episode 519 in November. I think one of my favorite live performances mm-hmm. in our studio ever. I know that the grand piano here has never gotten treated the way it was when Low Cut Connie came in. This is a group that's led by two singers and songwriters, Adam Weiner on keyboards on piano, piano especially. They haul an upright piano with them to every show. Dan Finnamore moving between guitar and drums. This is a band that is steeped in a sort of 50s, early 60s, go-go bar, classic rock and roll, groovy Jerry Lee Lewis hanging out with Tina Turner kind of vibe, all right? Both lyrically and musically. Musically, it's a sound that uh, is timeless, really, but very few people go back to that sort of keyboard raunch and roll. Lyrically, these guys are novelists. There are characters on this album. There's Tina, and there's Dickie, and there's the the woman uh, who I'm going to play in this next song. Me and Annie is the tune I'm going to play. In the same way that uh, Work With Me, Annie, one of those mm-hmm. classic early rock and roll tracks, you know, spawned all these answer songs to it. They kind of love these characters, these destitute alcoholic, gambler, criminal types hanging out at the bar that's open after hours with the door locked. What a vibe. I just can't get enough of it. Listen to this track, Me and Annie by Low Cut Connie from the High Honey album on Sound Opinions. We're all excited just to paint the town Annie from Low Cut Connie from Jim DeRogatis' number two album of the year, High Honey. That was uh, high on my list as well, Jim, in my top 20. Great album, great bunch of guys, and, you know, the best party band in America, right, pretty much? But also very polite. (laughs) Nobody ever thanked us as much for having them on the show as those boys. That's right. They're welcome back anytime. Now it's time for the number one album of the year, at least in our humble estimation. For me, it was Kendrick Lamar's To Pimp a Butterfly. I was kind of juggling this record and the one that you're going to talk about next, yeah, well, I believe. Yeah, well, Kendrick is at number three for me. Yes. A, a terrific record. I mean, came out in March and just kept growing in resonance as the year went on. This is such a dense record that I don't think anybody who listened to this record only once or twice and dismissed it is ever going to appreciate what's in this record because... You know, you listen to it 10, 12 times, and you keep finding yeah. new stuff about it. It is that dense. It is that good. We mean that as a compliment, yes. not a detriment. His uh, 2012 record was pretty darn good as well, Good Kid, Mad City. That was a, you know, a view of, uh, of growing up in Compton, California, tough, tough area to grow up in. To Pimp a Butterfly, the number one album of the year for me, he assesses where he's going. And not only that, the world around Compton. This is a macro album. You know, at a time of this rising Black Lives Matter movement, this record embodied that as well as any record has in the last couple of years. I put the D'Angelo record at the end of last year Mm. up there in that category as well. Um, But essentially, what is the Black Lives Matter movement saying? It is saying that the civil rights struggle that began in the 50s is far from over. In fact, 
the finish line seems to be receding from view instead of getting closer. In addressing it, it's not a bleak record. It is basically talking about and and playing and performing the black musical diaspora. I mean, the agenda on this record is everything from Afrobeat to jazz and rock and soul and hip-hop. He's basically compressing the last century or so of African music onto this record. I mean, the guest list, you know, Sufjan Stevens and Pharrell Williams, Thundercats, Snoop Dogg. What do these people have in common? Nothing. Well, they all played on on the Kendrick Lamar record. Not only that questioning America and its values, but also what I appreciate is that he interrogates his own community and most of all himself. He says, what kind of person have I turned into? You know, let's look in the mirror here and let's uh, let's see if I'm living up to my own expectations. Never more so than on this song, How Much a Dollar Cost, from Kendrick Lamar's To Pimp a Butterfly, my number one album on Sound Opinions. He's staring at me in disbelief. My temper is building. He's staring at me. I grabbed my key. He's staring at me. I started the car, then I tried to leave. But something told me to keep it in park until I could see the reason why he was mad at a stranger. Like I was supposed to save him. Like I'm the reason he homeless and asking me for a favor. He's staring at me. His eyes follow me with no laser. He's staring at me. I noticed that his stare is contagious. Cause now I'm staring back at him, feeling some type of disrespect. If I could throw a bat at him, he'll be aiming at his neck. I never understood someone begging for goods. Asking for a hand, I was taking it if they could And this particular person just had it down back Staring at me for the longest until he finally asked Have you ever opened up Exodus 14? A humble man is all that we ever need Tell me how much a dollar cost Tripping and feeling resentment. I never met a transient that demanded attention. They got me frustrated, indecisive, and power tripping. Sour emotions got me looking at the universe different. I should distance myself. I should keep it relentless. My selfishness is what got me here. Who the f I'm kidding? So I'ma tell you like I told the last bum. Crumbs and pennies, I need all of mine. And I recognize this type of panhandling all the time. I got better judgment. I know it's hustling. Keep in mind, when I was struggling, I did compromise. Now I comprehend. I smell grandpa's soul medicine reeking from your skin. Moonshine and gin. Cause you're babbling, your words ain't flattering I'm imagining Denzel, be looking at old nail Cause I'm in sad thrills, your gimmick is mediocre The jig is up, I seen you from a mile away losing focus And I'm insensitive, and I lack empathy He looked at me and said, your potential is bittersweet I looked at him and said, every nickel is mine to keep He looked at me and said, know the truth, it'll set you free You looking at the Messiah, the Son of Jehovah The higher power, the choir that spoke the word The Holy Spirit, the nerve of Nazareth And I tell you just how much a dollar cost the price of happiness by in heaven and bring loss. I am God. That is how much a dollar costs from Kendrick Lamar's To Pimp a Butterfly, my number one album of the year. Surprisingly enough, the Grammy nominations committee agreed with me and yeah. <laughs> also nominated it for album of the year in Hell the Hell has frozen over. Yeah, right. And when you know it, President Obama is a fan as well. Jim, what is your number one record? Courtney Barnett. Sometimes I sit and think, and sometimes I just sit. I mentioned earlier that Alicia Bognano is going back to that 90s alternative rock sound, moving it forward. So is Courtney Barnett, this young singer-songwriter from Australia, leading this band that many have compared to Nirvana for several reasons. I think that mixture of noise and melody, but also I think the ambivalence about being a rock star while very much being a rock star. Courtney Barnett has a sort of charisma that it is no exaggeration to say I haven't seen on stage very often, maybe savages, since Kurt Cobain and Nirvana. So there are some uh, sonic throwbacks. There are some uh, just just personality throwbacks. You made the point, and, and you're absolutely right, Kendrick Lamar is fighting for a new millennial civil rights movement. And I also think the feminist movement of the 60s and 70s is not over yet either. Put me on a pedestal. I'll only disappoint you. Tell me I'm exceptional. I promise to exploit you. This is a ferociously focused artist. She only introduced the band to the songs a week before recording, and then they knocked them out in eight days. This is what I love in rock and roll, Greg. I can't get enough of it. Elevator Operator by Courtney Barnett. Sometimes I sit and think. Sometimes I just sit. That's my number one album of the year on Sound Opinions. All of the Paul, 20 years old. 
Courtney Barnett, elevator operator from my number one album of 2015. Sometimes I sit and think, and sometimes I just sit. Our lists are up there at soundopinions.org. Check them out and contribute your own. Call 888-859-1800 or connect to us on Facebook or Twitter. Greg, what do we have on the show next week? Next week, Jim, our very own Chris Kringle is going to drop down the chimney and we're going to have our (laughs) annual holiday spectacular. As always, we have some thank yous to say on the way out. Sound Opinions is produced by Robin Lynn, Evan Chung, Alex Claiborne, and our intern, Libby Gormley. On Sound Opinions, everyone's a critic. So now it's time to hear what you have to say. New messages. Good day, gentlemen. My name is B. Geiler. I'm from Columbus, Ohio. Really loved your episode on this history of the Moog synthesizer and rock and roll. Being a child of the late 70s, early 80s, grew up listening to many bands that used the synthesizer with Alan Parsons and others like that. But the one artist that was really affected me as far as the synthesizer goes was Tamita. And going into this cold weather season, the one album that I know was always played during the first snowfall was Snowflakes Are Dancing. Even if I don't have it available to me, music runs through my head whenever that first snowfall comes down. Thank you. Hi, I was just listening to your electronic music show about the Minimo. My name is Yermon. I'm a modern musician. And so I just had to call in because electronic, early electronic music was very important in my Formation and early tangerine dream is very important to me. The album Phaedra, Edgar Froze, Aqua, really groundbreaking. For me, abstract music albums done with analog synthesizers, very rich, but also very minimal and took me a lot of places. I learned a lot from those albums. So mysterious and what an incredible uh, subject matter. Uh, thanks, man. It might be sense. Thank you. Hey, guys. This is Zach in uh, Philadelphia. How's it going? Just want to say, you know, thanks for the show. I've been listening for years. Part of the fun is disagreeing with you guys. I've wanted to call in before to dispute some of your turkeys and trash it ratings, but I just couldn't take it anymore with the Ronson album, man. This is one of the ultimate party albums. It's fun, it's intelligent, it's tongue-in-cheek. There's really clever homages, not only to that Minneapolis sound that you mentioned, but we got Police and T-Rex in there. We got Steely Dan with that great summer breaking track. And uh, one heck of a Mr. Cow song uh, channeling James Brown, as usual. Do you guys still have parties? Because I, I tell you, I'm 40 years old, and we still have shindigs around my place from time to time. And you can put this album on, and everybody asks what it is. They really love it, and uh, it gets the party going. This album is not a turkey. Anyway, uh, you guys are the best, and um, I plan to be at South by Southwest this year, and I hope to see you guys there. Maybe we can argue about this album some more. Hello. How are you? It's so typical of me to talk about myself, I'm sorry. Hi, my name is Chandra, and this is with your take on Adele about trashing her. I completely agree with you. But the thing is, this guy dumped her, right? Here she is. She's like, oh, I'm in California. I'm doing great. And um, are you still living in that town that's like a dead-end town? It's like, Adele, I want to answer your phone, girl. 
get over this guy who's dumb to you. So You're right. Her, her voice is so much better than that. And the thing was, with her other album, is really unusual. And we don't hear any of that. Maybe she shouldn't have any pressure about writing the songs. Maybe some other people should just present some really rocking songs with a completely different subject matter. Thank you very much. Um, have a great weekend. No more messages. To share your opinions on Sound Opinions, call 888-859-1800. We'll be back next week on Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and distributed by PRX. Yeah.